Gee golly, I sure hope my dick's okay. <laughs> oh, hey, hey there, Michael. How's it going, sport? How you doing? Doing good. Um, uh, I just want to go over some of the test results we got. Okay. Um, I understand that you uh, have been with some undesirable women lately. <laughs> you rap scallion. That's what that's what us men do. It was only fifty bucks. That is very cheap. Um, you'll spend way more here at the doctor's office. Um, so I have bad news. You, sir, do have an STD. Oh, God. Oh, God. Do you care to take a guess? There, there, there's more than one? No, I mean, just take a guess which one you have. It's a fun game we like to play here at this weird doctor's office. Uh, sexually transmitted disease. I learned that in middle school. That is true. Um, you actually have a sexually transmitted demon. Okay. That's impossible. Actually, no, no, it's not. Um, common effects of having a sexually transmitted demon is um, you will see uh, scantily clad, uh, urinating uh, creatures of that look like friends or family or hell, even your mom, coming after you at a slow pace, um, in which they will try to attack you and then fuck you to death. That's it? Yeah, but I mean, like, it never stops. You see what I'm saying? So, like, it's kind of like um, herpes. It's with you forever until it kills you. So they're going to fuck me to death? Um, yeah, they're going to fuck you to death in horrible ways. Nice. I mean, I, I... There's, like... there's I would be, like, jumping up for joy if this was AIDS. Like, this is bad. Like, you, I can't see it. It could be standing right next to you right now. And you you would be the only one to see it, and it would it would attack you. See what I'm saying? Do you see anything around us? She's very forward. Um, sorry, that's just my nurse. Okay, so what I think we need to do in order to really cure this sexually transmitted demon is talk about it. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. So maybe uh, we could listen to a podcast and we could talk about it. Talk talk about it that follows? Yeah, the thing that follows you. The horrible dick disease you have. Because tonight on Cat Scare Podcast we're talking about 2014's It Follows. <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're talking about 2014's... I guess, is this an indie horror? I guess this would be considered an indie horror. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was... It's probably had like seven production logos. Like movie productions and cinema productions. Yeah, Northern Lights films. So yes. uh, And Animal Kingdom, those are very indie. Very indie. But... It's a small movie called It Follows. Um, I love this movie. 
It's cool. Um, I like the way it's filmed. Cinematography is awesome. Uh, it's very slow paced and measured. I like those types of films. Is what would we consider this elevated horror? I don't know if I'd really consider it elevated horror because it it still fits the mold of uh, something an average moviegoer could watch. But it is it is a lot slower than your your average Hollywood movie. Yeah, and I, and like I really do think that like he took a lot from like Kubrick and some other great directors and, oh, and yeah. kind of how how he placed cameras and things. Shots are specifically made. That that opening scene did feel very Kubrick. Very Kubrick and, and very very cool. And and uh, another thing I really like about this movie is the soundtrack. I do enjoy a uh, a synth tickled soundtrack. If only it had a little a little more music. If only then... it followed with more music. Yeah. So, um, it follows uh, is a cautionary tale about um, sex and growing up in nostalgia and how dangerous it can be. But also, um, yeah, it's pretty fucking dangerous. Um, I, I like movies that have a little bit of this type of allegory, you know, where they, they kind of take sex and and take it to the extreme. And this is a, one of the few movies I've seen where they've actually done this in a very neat and interesting way. Um, creating a mythological or fictional uh, creature, monster, demon, inhuman spirit, whatever you want to call it, and um, giving it a set of rules. And, um, and and playing on those rules and, and using anticipation uh, as fear. And, um, you know, while I wasn't jumping out of my seat, there, there were a couple of pretty scary parts, I thought. Um, but as it opens up, immediately I go, that's Detroit. <laughs> Look at Detroit. Yeah. Look at how shitty Detroit is. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird. It's so shady looking. Yeah, I'm even like, though I'm like, hey, Detroit. Even though we're actually in the suburbs. I'm like, where's the pack of feral in dogs, fa- Detroit? In fact, that's actually a a weird kind of plot point later. Yeah, uh, and, and it's true. I mean, and like you know, like Detroit, Michigan used to be a booming place. Now it is full of abandoned warehouses, houses. And it is a shithole full of feral monster dogs that are trying to eat your face. So suck I, it. Suck it. I didn't see any Detroit. feral dogs when I was there. Well, of course. They got people for that. It's a movie. They're like, quiet on the, quiet, dogs, quiet on the set. <laughs> and they rustle them off to eat other people. Well, yeah. That So this film, with its, its allegories uh, relating to the the AIDS panic of the 80s um, which this movie it doesn't stick to a single time period they they have old TVs they watch old movies but they also have these phones that are like uh, compact e-readers or something yeah which is something that we could have now uh, I mean, shoot, we've already got phones. We got two that, screen phones that, now. That yeah, two screen phones. And bend and we've got uh, phones that come to look like a single screen, but they fold. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I like technology. It's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this, the the way they use the allegory in this, especially later in the film, uh, like I mentioned, with them being in the suburbs, 
really brings the way that they um, the panic was geared towards cities uh, because large populated areas I mean pretty much the the thought was then that's where all the promiscuous behavior was. That's, that's where, all where the fucking was going on. People just banging each other, going next door. Hey, let me let me get that dick. Let me get that pussy. Like you know, dicks on pussy, pussy on pussy. It was just that's how it was. Yeah, that's how the that what the the eighties were. Shoot, even <laughs> cocaine and dicks. Even to some extent now, it when you're going out to the town, you're going to the city. Yeah, you're going to and the club mean, down there to pick up women or pick up men or whatever Oof, whatever yeah. you're into <laughs> but that's where you go but that's where you go um and uh, it follows was directed by uh, david robert mitchell and i don't know much about david robert mitchell i don't think i've ever seen another movie that he's directed i haven't seen any either nope and um and uh, uh the only person that i recognize is micah monroe she was in a couple of movies that i've seen she's the main character She's the uh, girl that is followed. <laughs> the only the only person that I recognized at all was the was the person who played Paul. I don't know his actual name, but I have seen him in other stuff. Maybe so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've probably seen Paul in something else. Um, but we're gonna go over um, the plot a little bit, and then we'll talk about our favorite parts of the movie, some things we did not like, and. Um, this is the plot via uh, Wikipedia. Um, Oakland University student Jamie J. Height, played by Micah Monroe, goes on a date with her new boyfriend, Hugh. That night, Hugh points out a young girl in the back of the theater. When Jamie says she cannot see the girl, Hugh becomes unnerved and asks that they leave. On another date, Hugh and Jamie have sex in his car. Hot, sweaty sex. But afterwards... He incapacitates Jamie with a with chloroform, and she wakes up tied to a wheelchair in the Packard plant, where Hugh explains that she will be pursued by an entity that only they can see, and which can take the appearance of any person. If it catches Jamie, it will kill her and pursue the previous person to have passed it on. Hugh. After they see a naked woman walking towards them, Hugh drives Jamie home and flees. The next day, the police cannot find the naked woman, or Hugh, who was living under a false identity. At school, Jamie sees an old woman in a hospital gown walking towards her. Invisible to others, Jamie's sisters, Kelly, and her friends, Paul Baldon and Yara Davis, agree to help and spend the night with Jamie at Kelly's house. That night, someone smashes the kitchen window. Paul investigates, but sees no one. Inside the house, Jamie sees a disheveled, urinating, half-naked woman walking towards her and runs upstairs to the others, who cannot see the entity. When a tall man enters the bedroom, Jamie flees the house. Her friends catch up with her at a nearby playground. With the help of, of their neighbor, Greg Hannigan, the group discovers whose real name is Jeff Redmond, then traces him to his address. Jeff's mother answers the door, and Jamie realizes that the naked woman she had seen coming for her in the Packer plant was in the form of Mrs. Redmond. Jeff explains that the entity began pursuing him after a one-night stand and that Jamie can pass it on by having sex with someone else. Greg drives Jamie, Kelly, Yara, and Paul to his family's lake house and teaches Jamie to shoot a revolver. 
the entity arrives in the form of Yara and attacks Jamie on the lakefront. Jamie's friends ward it off by breaking a chair over its body and Jamie shoots it in the head, but it recovers unharmed and attacks Jamie again, this time taking the form of a boy who lives next door to Jamie. She flees in Greg's car, crashes it into a cornfield, and wakes up in the hospital with a broken arm. Greg has sex with Jamie in the hospital as he does not believe the entity exists. And he's like, give me some of that sweet snatch. Days later, Jamie sees the entity in the form of Greg walking toward Greg's house, smashes a window at Greg's house, and enters. Jamie tries to warn the real Greg by telephone, but he does not answer. She runs into the house and finds the entity in the form of Greg's half-naked mother, knocking on his door before it jumps on Greg. Jamie sees the entity having sex with dead Greg, then flees by car and spends the night outdoors. On a beach, Jamie sees three young men on a boat. She then undresses and walks into the water. Back home, Paul, eager to take the risk, offers Jamie the opportunity to pass it on to him, but she refuses. The group plans to kill the entity by luring it into a swimming pool and dropping electrical devices into the water. So this is the dumbest <coughs> fucking oh, plan. By far the worst, worst way to end this movie, but anyway. Instead of entering the pool, it throws the devices at her. Firing at an invisible target, Paul accidentally wounds Yara by, but shoots the entity in the head, and once covered by a sheet, it is shot once more, causing it to fall into the pool. As it pulls Jamie underwater, Paul shoots it again, and Jamie escapes. She approaches the pool to see it filling with blood. Jamie and Paul have sex. That night, Paul drives around town, passing prostitutes. Later, Jamie and Paul walk down the street holding hands as a figure walks behind them. Ba 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 ba! That's the plot. So, let's start from the very beginning. Okay, very beginning. Kick-ass synth music. I don't know what it sounded like, but it's kick-ass synth music. Really brings you into it. Really cool shot where it's just one tracking shot, 360. You see a girl, you know, wearing pretty much her underwear. In high heels, running around, like trying to run away from something, but there's nothing there. She, she's. It looks like she had a, a one night stand. Yeah. And whatever was following the person yeah. that she had sex with. Uh, which I guess actually would probably be Hugh. Probably Hugh. Yeah, I would think oh. so. I think that's probably Hugh's first. But uh, whatever was following was real close because she's still in her clothes and she throws on her high heels and runs out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the like, neighbors are like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And they're like, alright, cool. I'm gonna go put these groceries up. And then uh, <laughs> she's running around again and her dad walks out the door and is like, hey, what's wrong? And she's like, nothing, nothing. And then she grabs her uh, keys and grabs the family car and drives off. Uh, then she sits at the beach uh like I said, real cool shot, how she has the the lights of the car illuminating her on the beach. And she's talking to her father, uh, telling uh, him how much of a shitty slut she is. And um, and then, jump cut, uh, that bitch is broken into pieces. Like, the worst doggy style ever. <laughs> but really good way to, like, grab your attention right away. Um, yeah. You know, this is a horny movie, which I like horny movies. Um, but it's horny this, on all aspects. This is a, this is a dark kind of horny movie. It's yeah. not. It's not like, 
the kind of horny that you get in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it's like peeping Tom, like 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 taboo horny. It's it's that kind of. I mean, uh, as you read, Greg has sex with her in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, it's like dirty. It's like dirty, the, dirty. Horny. The entire world of this movie is just like so. It's so horny. Yeah, so horny. It's Detroit horny. Horny. That's all. It's it is. so it's horny. So shitty and horny because it's Detroit and they're horny in Detroit. That's what the movie should have been called, Horny in Detroit. <laughs> P.S. It follows. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> but um, but they um. You know, a lot a lot of things you see with her, uh, the main character, Micah Monroe's character, her name is what? Jamie? Jay? They Jay. call her Jay? Um, you know, like, the very first time you see her, she's floating in a, she's swimming in a pool, um, and she's very big for that very small pool, you know, and I think that's kind of like showing that, like, she's growing up as a, an adult woman, um, and then, and then you have Peep and Tom, little boys and stuff like that. Once again, adding to the horniness. Yeah. Um, but you see that she has a group of good friends, you know, that she hangs out with, and Paul is the the lovelorn. And, and even though Paul is uh, such a nice best friend, you know, it's clear that even though he he loves Jamie, they've been friends for a long time. Yeah very close uh, but when it came time to, to sleep somewhere they're like Paul you cannot stay here yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll probably start humping her yeah I mean it got real like I mean I feel real bad for Paul because like he's I mean obviously he loves this girl and like they automatically put him in the creeper zone um, maybe because he just stares her down I don't I know mean, well to be fair he, he was staring her down in the first scene oh yeah I mean, that, like, that he like comes Mike in Monroe, but it just woman. it really just shows how horny this world is it's so uh, sex crazed that they have to be wary of even their closest friends yeah so um, from there you know they talk about how she has a date um, and then they go on their first date, which, like, why Hugh would ever pick a movie theater to go to when it follows you, um, I'll never understand, but they go to a movie theater and they play this game about, like, picking someone out of a crowd and saying, like, oh, if you can be that person, why would you want to be that person? And he picks, like, a little kid, probably talking about his innocence. Now, his innocence is lost, and there's this, um, you know, ethereal being that's trying to fuck him to death. And he's probably like, man, I wish I was that little kid drinking that water right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, for, for many people, the, the loss of virginity is the moment of loss of innocence. Yeah, your innocence is gone. And um, so she's, uh, they're, they're playing the game some more in the theater, and, and he goes, uh, she goes, who do you think I want to be? And he looks at me and goes, oh, that girl in that yellow dress. And she goes, what, what girl in yellow dress? And this is the first instance you kind of get what's happening something's there we don't see it okay yeah um so they go on their second date um i'm sure there's some kind of filler in between but i was trying to tell um michael kind of what this movie was this is a a teen 16 candles breakfast club mumblecore horror movie road trip it's like a blending of genres. Um, and mumblecore is like a popular thing among teens, teen movies, where there's just like 
people just doing normal stuff. Sitting around the house, talking about stuff, watching movies. That's what mumblecore is. And, um, and so there's a lot of filler in this movie that isn't interesting. But when the horror elements arrive, that's when it gets pretty good. So, um, Hugh and, and Jay uh, have intimate, gross, nasty, sweaty car sex in front of a busted-down plant. Thanks, Detroit. <laughs> and um, and she pontificates about... They, they don't have the, the like, cliff sides. No, they don't have romantic they, cliff they, sides. They've got, like, busted-ass plants with graffiti all over it. So yeah. they've got this romantic view... Oh, that's where Eminem spray painted something. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so so she's pontificating uh, about how she always dreamt of this type of thing about holding hands, and she's playing with a flower, a deflowered flower, or some some weed growing up it's on the ground. It's all a metaphor. It's metaphor. I got uh, my pussy got fucked, and this is the flower. Um, it's deflowered. And um, and and Hugh's doing like super weird stuff in the back of his trunk. I'm I, like, to me, I'd be like, you know, um, it, what well, are you doing back there, dude? I, I actually just remembered, like, hearing a can that, open up and. <laughs> there, there's actually that wasn't her first time having sex. No, 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 no. This she's not a virgin. No, 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 no. That and that, I'm just joking about the flower thing. But no, she, yeah, she has had sex before. Period. So this is not like a. If you're not a virgin, you die thing. Or if you're not a virgin, you die thing. This is... She's had sex. This is just the worst decision she's ever made. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so Hugh's back there clinking and clanking chloroform bottles. And <laughs> and uh, he gets up there all sweet and, and nuzzles with them. And then puts her out. Um, with a real cool shot of the flower she was playing with. Like, moving and then stopping. And then she wakes up, and she's tied to a rolly chair or a, or a wheelchair or something. Wheelchair. Wheelchair. Um, which, like, like I said, I do believe, in my opinion, this is like the coolest part of the movie. This is like the setup. You know, this is this is a really neat, neatly shot part of the film. So she wakes up very confused, um, and Hughes walking around with the flashlight, looking around, and he's explaining the rules. Do you, can you explain the rules a little bit? I mean, the, the rules are just that uh, after having sex, this entity will follow you until it catches you or until you pass it on by having sex with someone else. This thing can look like anyone, uh, but it's not very fast. Yeah. It, it will just walk, which is actually something I'm going to bring up later how that's not actually true but in general it just walks towards you until it catches you yeah and um you know and when it does uh form it generally forms in a weird perverted way um it, it i don't know if that's just the creep the creep out the victim or or to um a nerve them to the point where they like can't move or something but it does generally like either it's completely naked or half naked or like with the case of the elderly woman that was she was in her bathroom but what a creepy ass looking old woman 
Um, but yeah, uh, for the for the most part, everyone that the the entity turns into um, has some kind a certain level of uh, sexuality brought to them. Like, I mean, there's so many naked women and naked men. Uh, then there's the woman that's urinating and you know she's got she's half naked got her boobs hanging out even later when uh it kills greg it turns into greg's mom but also has a boob hanging out yeah you got another boob hanging out and um it's like mom not again <laughs> um <laughs> but um so so the the coolest part about this i, I like the how they fix the camera on the wheelchair Oh yeah, and 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 like he's rolling her around, trying to, and, and when he finally sees her, he, you know, he's like, "Oh, I see it," and then wheels her to the front, and you see this naked being walking up to the, to this um, plant, and um, and you know he's showing her. He goes, "This is not this this is not fake. This is real," and he gets close to it because like once it passes, it fixates only on what the one that got passed to. Yeah. And so, like, even the guy that has the same disease, he he's not recognized until it goes down the line. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as Jay is dead, it, goes, it would immediately turn and go towards correct. Hugh. So, um, Hugh does uh, the next romantic thing, which is uh, throws her in the back of the car and then dumps around on the road, <laughs> drives away. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, which leads to a lot of confusion and a lot of hospital stays, which to me that, um, it definitely must be very slow if it can't get the hospitals in time. But, um, but every time they go to hospital, it definitely doesn't show up. But, um, so they end up going back to, um, what's it? Kelly's house. They're all staying together. Um, and everything's all cool and calm and, and normal and. Paul's downstairs on the couch, and Jay says she can't sleep, so she comes down with her, and then you hear a crash. And this this is my favorite part. Which is a very cool scene. Um, and the crash uh, happens, and Paul goes in there and says, oh, someone broke the window, but there's no one in there. And she goes, he goes upstairs to get the other girls, and Jay walks in there, and then it, it's, it's, it's like slow motion, and you hear, you hear this like beating of like footsteps. Very slow footsteps. Boom. 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 And when she turns the corner, there's the half-naked lady pissing herself. And a really cool slow-mo scream. She, like, slams it back against the wall, runs upstairs, and everybody's not... But but you know how you know it's not... It follows that's knocking on your door? If it speaks. Because it follows can't speak. So they all go in there, and and um, the last friend op- opens the door, and there's this huge stretched-out man, tall man, behind him. And uh, this is the the moment. I I first watched this film. I don't remember what year. It wasn't too long after it came out, but I watched it with my fiance Shauna, and she stopped watching it right at this because she said it was too scary for her. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, it, it's got scary... I, I wouldn't say it's scary, i say it's tense. Well, it... For a lot, a lot of people, actually, um, 
seeing things walk uh, in a straight line, especially on video, film, something like that, it's very uh, unnerving. Yes. Because, I mean, when people walk, we, we sway to the sides, we look around, we, we don't just walk straight. But the this entity does it, it it looks straight at you and it's yeah it's it, got it's a, making a beeline it's got a certain gait too so like like even when like they're playing camera tricks like rotating cameras like you see it and you know that's it based on how it's walking yeah and i i like how they had that effect which is also all right so you know they're playing the the game uh hugh and jay in the theater mm-hmm why did Hugh pick it? Because uh, remember yeah, the yeah, game yeah. was that you, yeah. someone you'd want to switch places to. Now that we know kind of what it looks like, like how it walks yeah. and just oh, stares you wanna be blankly. Like, you want to be that, that creepy You want to be girl, that, that girl in the, the yellow, yellow dress with the half tit hanging out, right? <laughs> don't you? Jay? Um, yeah, that, I don't, I don't I know. That's, that's, <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite... I don't understand... Hugh's Hugh was just desperate. He really wanted to get rid of that thing, and um, but what I do like about this movie is that they have a core group of friends, including the neighbor who ends up coming. That that they actually, you know, bond around her, even though it's hard to believe what's happening. Um, after a while, they start seeing things where they start believing themselves. Um, you know, the when they go to try to find Hugh. Um, they're in Hugh's old high school because they go find Hugh's flop house where he's got a bunch of jack-off magazines and bottles all over the place. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they find maybe, a picture. Maybe he thought he could he could ejaculate the demon away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, let me just come this demon let, let out. Let me rub it off. Yeah, let me just... Uh, he's like, I tried so much. Um, my dick is so sore. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he... He, um, like... There's a cool shot wherever they're at that at Hughes High School, and they just do that rotating camera. You know, just keeps rotating in and out. It's, it's a busy school, and you just see that that it follows. It's just that beeline straight, and you know, yeah. you're like, are they gonna? Is he gonna like get in before they get out? You know, type of thing. And it's, that's that's how they play with tension in this. And um, when they find Hugh, you know, Hugh's shooken up because he's like, we really shouldn't be in the same place together. And some girl walks by and he's like, do you see that girl? I was like, he's like, what the fuck? Do you see her? And they're like, yeah, dude, we see her. Calm down. Um, But then they decide to go to the beach. Um, And when they get there, they're just having a good old time. They learn how to shoot a gun. And and, uh, probably to me, like the dumbest part of the whole movie was like, where Yara's walking up behind her, but it's not Yara, it's It Follows. And, uh, which, that's the character's name. Um, and all of a sudden her hair gets pulled up. You know, it was like... (laughs) Yeah, uh, we're not exactly sure why it decided to to pull hair. hair. Yeah. Because, alright, so this is something that I was going to mention later, but let's go ahead and get to it now. Uh, the entity... When it kills Greg, as soon as it sees Greg, it pounces. It pounces. Uh, and when, when, presumably, when it killed uh, the girl from the opening scene, 
it probably pounds. I mean, that leg was snapped. Yeah, that was, uh, that was which, doggy which style. Which she got it a lot worse than yeah, Greg did, correct? Right? doggy style, wrong dog. That was no condom. But... Ripping legs off. So, it... Later in the film, when they're in the pool, the entity, instead of walking straight in the pool, which I get is probably what they thought, because that's all the rules say, is that it's going to just keep walking until it gets you. But Jeff did say, it's slow, but it's not dumb. So, that that caveat. But the only... I I don't know, because... uh, the way it killed Greg looks like it has a certain way of killing. Like it's got it's got to suck something out of you. It was like succubus, kind of. Um. But it was totally fine, probably killing Jay by throwing by electrocuting her in the pool. See, I don't know. See, see, part of me thinks that, like, it was just fucking with her. You know, like like while it it does have a. A pattern. It just makes it to me. What is the actual limits of his intelligence? Because it, in its parts where you can see it just doing as it says, a beeline straight towards her. Uh, those are the best parts. But later in the movie, you've also got a scene where they're all driving away and they look, and it is up on the roof. Yeah, it does. Why, ha- it why does is start, it on yeah, the roof? It, it does start to. The, to kind of maybe maybe it's the escaping part that it, it's getting aggravated and it's starting to do other things to kind of show its presence. But yes, how did it get on the roof? And do you remember after that when they well, came not, back home? Not that it can't climb because we also saw we yeah, saw it climb yeah. through like the window. Yeah. But that that's but it like flopped in the window. <laughs> it didn't like climb. It just, he just like he just well, belly flopped in the window. But, like, so, like, when it was up on the roof the next day, did it, you saw how the pool was broken? Do you remember that? I didn't notice that. Was that, see, I think I think it was on the roof, and it just jumped down and broke the pool. That'd be really fun. I, I'd have to see that again. That, that would be a really funny detail. Yeah, but I noticed that. I was like, the pool was busted down on one side, and the water was gone. So, I, I don't know. Maybe that was part of it. Maybe that wasn't. But it was an odd shot to have there for some reason. That was after that. Um, but, um, you know, that scene at the beach, which is really cool. However, these people are shooting guns willy-nilly at whatever the fuck they want to. And I know that no one can see it, but but she can. Um, but, like, I like how... Um, what's the neighbor's name? Greg? Greg, yeah. Greg, he like hides behind a fucking beach chair. Yeah. Let me stop this forty caliber with this beach chair. But um but like in that moment it's Yara, then it turns to tall man, then it turns to pervert boys looking over the the window. But like why didn't pervert boy just go into the hole? Why did pervert boy take so long to get through that little tiny hole it busted through? And where did Greg go after all that stuff happened, too? Cause well, he we, disa- saw, we saw... So, at the beginning of that beach scene, we saw that it will... It just knocked the shit it, out it of will Paul. Push, it pushed Paul away yeah. when Paul was I mean, attacked. it, like, so, flung Paul. So, we can assume it would move obstacles if needed. Yeah. Uh, so, if a person is blocking that hole... Uh, did, like, was that why he flew? Was that I, why I, he was gone? Cause no, looked, no, he walked. Yeah, because he said, like, hold on. And then he, 
And then all of a sudden it's the little boy, you know, looking like uh, Juwan or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's, that, that's another thing. This movie, all right, I do love this movie. I like the movie. But it, it does have some things that make it makes me go, hmm. Yeah, it makes me go like, you had you had an idea. The idea was really, really good. Then you kind of, in the second act and third act, you kind of lost us. Well, so one of the things that uh, gets me a little confused is why... I know it is random in the person it looks like, but it also seems random in the state of the, the person. Like, sometimes when it turned into Greg, it just looked like Greg, but in like tidy whities and a white shirt. Yeah. Uh, but when it turned into the kid, the peeping Tom, I mean, that was a demon-looking kid. Yeah. His eyes were all messed up. And that's kind of like Tallboy, too. Tallboy tall, looked that way, too. Which, at first, I thought Tallboy was just wearing sunglasses. No. But, tall yeah, boy his, like, his eyes were just messed up. He'd like, been what? walking a lot. Tallboy's sleepy. That's all he does is walk. It's like, I'm just not sure what... I'm not sure exactly what the general... Yeah, like, in, in like in the end, what does it follow truly look like? You know, is it does it always have to be a shapeshifter, or does it have to be... Is it that does it have another form? Does it have a natural form? Well, is tall I, I don't natural? actually care uh, what its actual form I is. In fact, that that's one of the things that I do really like about this film is the fact that they don't bother explaining the monster at all. I mean, it's true. It, I mean, it is what it is, and we're just with the characters dealing with it. But our main gripe now is it's it's power jumping, like it's changing up its mo. To fit a scene. Well, my my only problem is that the fact that they laid out rules and then don't necessarily seem to follow or follow it in a way that goes with the rest of the film. Yeah, I mean, take take back to the pool, um, or well, before the pool at the beach, it br- it breaks the door. Yeah, um, which actually seems fine to me. Uh, if the door is locked it and it's like I have to have a way to get in there then yeah break break the door yeah um, the rest of the wall is like brick or something so it's not like it's it would be easier to break the door but with the pool it still has a way of beelining to her so it's in my opinion it should still follow that rule yeah, I'm with make, you there. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like, the do you think it's smart enough to realize what their plan is? They're like, it's seeing all these electrical things, and it's like, oh, you want me to get in this pool? It just never in the times that we do see it, it never looks like it's thinking no. or anything. No, it, it it's acting solely off of instinct, but thwarting their own plan takes a little more thought. Thought, yeah, a lot more thought compared to what it was doing. And um and I and the last form it took was what, the dad? Was that their dad? Yeah. Okay. So that's why like um his sister her sister was asking what what it looked like and she couldn't tell. because um, obviously there's either he's dead or there's some issues with that. But it's Detroit. Well we do see earlier in the film, um 
We don't actually ever see their mom. No. But we see their mom's room briefly. Uh, well, and actually, I guess we do kind of see that. Mom is passed out in bed. There are a couple wine bottles yeah. uh, up on there. So, Dad, I'm going to assume Dad's dead because we never see Dad. Uh, a couple wine bottles by a picture of the family. Plus, they had on Jay's mirror uh, pictures of her and her dad, like at the pool. Yeah. But, so, so, back to the beach. Alright, so, uh, they have the altercation at the beach, um, yet, uh, uh, Greg still doesn't believe there's anything there. Um, you know, Jay gets into the car and drives away from all of them. They're all running after him, and it's following still behind him. They don't know it. it's there. Which, um, Jay, Jay could see it walking. Yeah, yeah. So she definitely had, she knew she had time to let the other people in the car. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they could definitely, but she didn't. She panicked, and she drove, and then another cool shot of where they kept the camera in the back of the car, and she swerved to miss and crashed yep. into a cornfield, and they're now hospital trip number two. Um, and she is stuck in a hospital with a lot of anxiety, obviously, because you know, there's people walking in and out of hospitals all the time. You never know when one of those footsteps are going to be Yep. In. So that was a really cool tense scene. And, and then this is where you have the hospital sex, dirty hospital sex scene, where there's a lot of sex scene that's going on around it, like doctors flirting with nurses and nurses <laughs> flirting with doctors and patients. And and um, and so they, uh, so Jay passes it on to, to uh, Greg because he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't <laughs> it believe just. God, is such a horny movie. A horny movie. Why? Because Greg, Greg doesn't believe in it. No. So He's like, why not? He did not believe in it. So Greg was just like, Give me some pussy. yeah, yeah, I'll take some pussy. Yeah, I don't why not? Um, and uh, so then that gives Jay a little air to breathe. Um, but she's keeping watch over at Greg's house. And that's when you see Greg walk up to the house and... Knocks on the door, no one answers, so he smashes the window and then belly flops into the house. And Jay goes to investigate, and when she gets down the hall, you got J- uh, Greg's hot mom knocking on the door. And he's like, Mom, what? Nice tits, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> mom, I told you to steal my room. Yeah. Mom, clean my room. <laughs> and then she jumps on him and fucks him to death right there. And he's blue as, as, as if he was in the ocean. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it turns around and follows Jay, and Jay drives to the beach and sleeps on the top of the hood of a car, and she looks outside and sees these three dudes on a boat and gets undressed and starts swimming towards the boat, and now Michael and I differ on this. So, I, the way that it is framed, it looks like she is going to swim out there and... Well, there, there's a couple options that I thought. One, she's going to swim out there uh, thinking, if I get on them and I take their boat, go with them wherever they're going, that's going to put me very far away. That's a very safe option. Two, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to fuck all of them. <laughs> that's my thought. Now, I think 
option two was the initial intent, but I don't think she went through with it because when the next scene, she does not show any signs of relief at all. Even when she had sex with Greg, her worries shifted from herself to watching Greg's house so she could see when it's coming. Yeah. She didn't have any kind of signs for this. I think she didn't have sex because Greg just died and thinking that the same fate could happen to them. She couldn't. I think she, she got. I think she got gang banged by some anglers, <laughs> <laughs> and that she failed to mention the rules, and they were all probably docking their boat, and they're like, "Hey, look at this naked chick. We're gonna get two girls in one day," and then they all get fucked to death, and then Jay's back at it as after Jay again. But that's just my theory because this movie's horny. Well, here, so here's another thing with the rules. They say it passes by having sex. It passes to the next person and they have to pass it. So, only one of them would have to die. Because well, true, but whoever, whoever gets it first. But unless they, unless they had like some kind of like, you know, butt sex or they decided to fuck each other. It became like a real weird thing. It's like, damn, it's Detroit. I mean, that's what you do in Detroit. <laughs> Where's the beach at in Detroit? It's <laughs> the lakes. It's lakes of Michigan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what they call the beach there. They're like, hey, let's go down to the beach, the lake. I mean, watch out for the broken glass. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> watch out for those feral dogs. Um, so, so yeah, so that happens, and then what else happens? Uh, they decide to uh, hatch this cockamamie scheme of uh, tra- trapping this. Entity into a pool and electrocuting it, uh, like um, a sad person uh, with a radio next to their uh, bathtub. Um, <laughs> so uh, they float her out there. They wait for a little bit, and and all of a sudden it comes, and uh, they're like, "Oh, it's right there! It's right there!" And they're like, "Where is it? Where is it?" And the thing starts just throwing shit into the pool, and and like. Okay, here's my thing. Like, yeah, you're throwing these electrical things into the the pool, but like that thing's throwing it pretty far. It's definitely got unplugged by then, right? Yeah. So why is there like electrical noises? The it's unplugged. There's no electricity. Well, actually, I think they actually did say that because otherwise she would have gotten electrocuted from the beginning. But there was noises. They made electrical noises when it hit the water. That thing was unplugged. Everything that was thrown in there was unplugged. But yet they made zzz noises when it hit the water. Uh, it's for stupid people. It's for stupid people like on the electricity travels. Um, <laughs> it, it travels through the water. Water is a great electrical barrier. Um, but, but uh, you know, it, to me the scene was kind of anticlimactic. Uh, this this movie, which had such a nice premise and, and had a really cool idea, ended in a dirty school pool. Which, like, was that an active school? Because it sure didn't look that way to me. And I'm sorry, power companies don't just leave power on. 
But that's why they didn't get electrocuted. That's why they didn't get electrocuted. They're like hoping it would happen though. Like they probably have one of those like rotary bat, you know, those flashlights that you twist yeah. it, like throwing it in the pool. Come on. Um, but one of them ends up throwing a sheet over it so it's, they can see it, and they shoot it once, and it falls into the pool. Jay's about to get out, and then the hand grabs her. She's stuck in the pool, and she's just. It's real bad. Also, bad CGI. Also, Paul shot Yara. Uh, the friend Yara, Yara while this is happening. <laughs> I'm surprised she wasn't Why like Why is reading. everybody so bad with the gun? <laughs> I'm so surprised she wasn't like reading like her compat and she's like, you will be shot. Ah! You know, because everything she read was very um, <laughs> to the, the point. On the nose. Knows about what's happening. And um, so, I mean, he's just like willy-nilly shooting his gun into the pool. Like, the, the love of his life is right there. And it, I mean, these bullets are whizzing past her. And then, boom, it hits it. And then she gets out. And they're like, is it dead? And when she looks over, the whole pool is just full with it followed blood. Yeah, th- this was something I, I was kind of confused with. Because we've seen we've seen it get shot in the head multiple times now, and each time it has like yeah, gotten yeah. gotten back up, or continued in I guess in the pool's sake it it continued swimming yeah uh, immediately. But this they they really linger on the shot of this blood in the pool that makes it seem like the fight is over. Yeah, yeah, and it really uh, and they and they do the scene ends after that so it's just kind of a weird ending for that scene no for us knowing that obviously it is not dead no 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 and then and then um um paul and and jay have a romantic night of passing uh sexually transmitted demons to each other um, and then you see scenes of paul driving around looking at prostitutes trying to decide if he's going to pass that on to to the prostitute. Which, again, Campbell thinks that he did pass it on. I don't know if I think that so much, because he's a pussy. Um, as much as I do that watch her name get game banged by three dudes on a boat. Um, you're, you're like, yeah, Jay, she definitely go out and get gang banged. Yeah, Paul, yeah. not so much. Yeah, Jay got that good good. See, you know what I'm saying? Paul, he's a dweeb. Paul, Jay, she wasn't a virgin already. Yeah, Paul, he definitely was a virgin. Paul, I thought you were the gay best friend. Yeah, you, you know you came in five seconds. You wasted your life <laughs> to come for five seconds. And um, and so, at the end, you see uh, the odd couple, Jay and Paul, holding hands while some um, person is walking slowly behind them. I just had a thought. Okay. Can they pass the demon back and forth? So, say, Jay gives it to Paul. But then they have sex again later because they they look like they're gonna be a couple. They're they in yeah. the movie holding hands. They're holding like, hands. We're gonna we're gonna be a couple and we're gonna face this demon together, you know, because we can both see it. So we'll we'll survive this together. Uh, so if they have sex again, does it go back to Jay? No, I think it once it goes back goes to one, it just stays at that one. Imagine, until that one passes it to another one. Imagine they kept passing back and forth, and they're like, "No, no, no this is your week." Yeah, your, your week, week to get to, chased, to have man. The demon. I gotta work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't call out again. Boss, boss said I have to yeah. come into work. You gotta keep the demon. It, it says on your chore wheel, demon week. <laughs> <laughs> 
So like, so the movie ends kind of, kind of uh, on an open-ended question: Is it still following them? And I think I think we all know the answer to that is probably even yes. Wikipedia knew the answer. Yeah. So I mean, it 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 will always follow them until they're dead, until it goes to get old fucking classy Hugh. And um, so like the movie, it was. It was right in my wheelhouse. It was like that it hit that sweet spot for me right at the beginning. I was like super excited, even to see it again. I was like, I was really excited to watch it again. I was like, this is, this is perfect. Like this is exactly what I like. I like slow stuff. I like ominous tones and sounds, and I like I like the unknown coming after somebody. Even even the the stilted acting. Yeah, uh, from many of the characters, which I'm in okay. some ways do enhance the the uneasy feeling of yeah. the film. And so and so I'm okay. I was okay with it. And then and then we got to the beach, and the beach scene with the fucking hair tug. I was just like, oh, not as good as I thought it was gonna be. Like it it lost me. And then the the third act finale of them trying to stop it to no avail I just in the end no one learned any lessons no everybody's still horny lovelorn douchebags just willy nilly give themselves the the demon to save his girl when there's no saving you there's no saving you from this thing you can prolong it and there are ways to prolong it but there's no saving it, saving yourself from this thing. But yet, just because you love this this girl, you're going to let yourself be attacked by this creature. I, I don't know. It, it it's a. It, I was really hoping we'd have like a huge, nice discussion about how much I love this movie. But in the end, I just like really, the first act. <laughs> it really is the the first half of this movie. Um, Far, uh, six. It, it is much better than the second half. Yeah, yeah. The, the first half is is the surpasses. Movie. Yeah, surpasses. Yeah. The the second half, which I still like it. I, even the beach scene, uh, individually, I like it. But it's as a whole picture, uh, putting all these scenes together. You notice, you can notice the drop in quality. Uh, towards the end, but I mean, it, it just—I I feel like that was going to happen no matter the case. We'll um, see. Mo- movies like this that are, that are such a like, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Not. It, it's driven by like an idea. Yeah, yeah. You know? it, Ima- a- imagine. If the, there's this monster that only you can see, and all it does is just walk. In fact, I I thought of this before the movie. Oh, um, you're gonna, you're going to. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sue. You're gonna sue um, David Robert Mitchell for coming up with your idea. Yeah. Okay. What did he do? Like read a blog post and said. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, um. But yeah, so that. The idea of like something that just walked. I mean, that, that's kind of what I liked about Michael Myers was the fact that uh, he was the such walking a, like, shadow. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, 
which I mean he kind of just warps around, so I'm sure he's running off screen. <laughs> but, now I'm walking. Um, but yeah, I, every time you see him, he he's just gonna walk towards you because he's like, I'm gonna catch you. Well, see, I I like movies like this where like where shape shifting things infiltrate groups. Like I I I saw a movie recently called Head Count on Shutter, um, which is really neat because. Instead of it being like it follows, what it did was it it could shape shift into any of these characters, and they would place them in certain spots where you're like, oh wait, no, no, that person's out there, you know, and that's not that person. That person's hurt in the bedroom, you know. Like it did, it it did it better than this. It 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 made it where you were constantly questioning who was with who, and and. I think- I think this film didn't actually... It, it was never... That was actually one of my complaints the first time I watched this movie. I thought the whole shape-shifting wasn't really used to its full effect. But... And I'm sure I'm just too dummy brain to get it. But I'm sure there's more metaphorical meaning to all the times that it transforms. And Into different who, and people. Who and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably does. But... It, it's clear that it's focus wasn't supposed to be um, based on identity I think I think if anything it was based more on sexuality yeah well here's a here's something we can talk about what would be your grand plan if you were to get this creature what would be your way out or your your attempt to stop it well I mean, let's assume that I, I'm not super rich. Uh, I can't afford to just keep moving everywhere all the time. I think the best thing would be to get, <laughs> we get like one of those uh, gun safes. That, that we got on the the floor of the hardware store and then just uh looney tune style <laughs> stay behind it and like go like way behind it and hope it walks right into it <laughs> it's like I know you're back there <laughs> do you do you think it is smart enough to uh, know when something's like a reflection. If we did like a mirror, I don't think it would see itself in a reflection. No, think. no, no. I'm saying. Oh, you're you, saying you like know, you'd be it, on the other end. It could. You're could really, it, you're really learning. Too. Would it get confused if we were in like a house, a house of, of mirrors? mirrors? It's like it's like constantly fucking mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> or would it just? I'm be, spin. Or would it just beeline straight through the mirrors like psh, 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 smashing them all the way? <laughs> If I had all the money in the world, this is what I would do. I would jet set myself to California. I would have sex with orgy partners so that they would always have sex with other people. Okay? So I'm buying myself about three months of time. You know? I'm getting myself three months so that, that thing walks all the way across America. And then I, after three months, I jet set right back to South Carolina. I find myself an orgy of some creepy people. Fuck one of them. Let them fuck whoever the fuck they want to fuck. But and then, it, it doesn't matter 
who you fuck after. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I just want to fuck. <laughs> it also... It's another... Alright, can gay people get this? Why? Why wouldn't they? Anal sex is sex. Well, so... But what about oral sex? I don't think oral sex is part of it. So I think it's it, all... Va- it, I think it's all, like, orifice. Like, not... Well, I know your mouth is an orifice, but I think it's, like, vaginal, genital, genital... But well, so, I guess not. Well, that, so that's what I'm can wondering. Can gay Does, people get it follows? Yeah. Because... What do they sword sure. fight? That's genital to genital. <laughs> well, okay. So at least with with uh, male gay sex, uh, you could you could argue that putting the penis in the butt counts. But for women, you don't you don't have that option unless you yeah, use like, a, unless like, you use a tool. Like so if, what what constitutes? Uh, getting what if you fucked a sex doll? Would that get followed? Well, yeah, it's just gonna follow, and then wait till it pops. You just it. mail it to Russia, <laughs> all used up and and not cleaned. So it knows. Oh, it. Well, someone's gonna open the box. Someone's gonna open the box, and they're like, "I hope this is dishwasher safe." <laughs> um, but, but, but you can't you can't wash away the demon. Yeah, but you can't like, wash away your sins. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is true. Is is it only heterosexual vaginal to dick sex, or can homosexuals have sex the way they have sex and get it too? That is a good question. Should we ask the demon right now? Hey, it follows demon. Is anal sex between two men considered sex? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is considered sex. Oh, did it, did it nod? Yeah, it did. It pulled out its titty and pissed on itself. I guess that's the answer, yeah. <laughs> but look, It Follows was a movie. Yes. <laughs> it was a movie. <laughs> I, I I know we spent this whole hour pretty much just bashing on this movie, but we really do. We just love the beginning of it so much. The beginning is very very good, and 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 it reminds me of a lot of very strong horror movies. It it just it, it had a clear idea, but it just kind of lost its way towards the end. And a lot of horror movies do that. Yeah. And I, I don't. It's not like I don't recommend watching it. I think as a horror fan, you should watch it because it's a different take. And while Michael doesn't agree, but it's kind of like a slasher. So chase, like something's chasing you type slasher movie. The, the only reason I don't think it is a slasher is because everybody knows when you go to watch a slasher, you go, you're, kill you're rooting yeah, yeah, yeah. for and the, it, and the, the villain too. in a way. Yeah, and there's a lot more kills in it. But it, it's, a, it's a different take on a, a genre pick. But I definitely think if you love horror, you should watch it. Um, you know, we, we here at Cat Scare, um, you know, we've watched a, a couple of shitty movies, and this is definitely not one of the shittiest movies. Definitely not. Um, but we are, we're, here, we're gonna start doing a little bit of, uh, different themes and different, um, types of weeks, and, uh, so, instead of doing, like, a, just a random movie, uh, next week, um, we're gonna stick in the same kind of idea a sexually themed horror movie um we're going to do a very i mean it was well received by some critics but a very small movie called teeth teeth 
Um, I have seen teeth, but it's been years since I've seen teeth. I have not seen teeth. And it is a, um, and if it's, it's very similar in ways, um, but it involves um, vaginas having a mouth that bite. So they have a tongue too. That you don't see. You don't see. You don't get to see it. But there's some scenes that are rough in it. Imagine. Eating your own pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you. Um, but but next week on Cat Scare, we're going to watch Teeth. Um, so, once again, It Follows. Great beginning. If you like horror, definitely watch it. It's free on TV, which is an annoying platform because of commercials. But um, we highly recommend watching it. Um, but for Cat Scare Podcast, I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And good night and good luck.